Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. In the valley, on the mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw Him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in His flame. Amid the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Rabia the Mystic. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara, and Brian's on the other end of the uh, on the other line. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, listeners. Are you only to be truly helpful? We are here to represent Him and us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He sent us with us. We are content to be wherever He wishes, knowing those that are with us. We will be healed if we let Him teach us to heal. Hello once again to everyone. Hello, hello. So tell us about your week, Bry. Wow, my week has been fantastic in so many ways. We could spend the next two hours of me talking about how wonderful my week has been. But just to give a little highlights, um, for one, yesterday I went on a fantastic hike up into Fort Falls, and I've been there many times before, as you know. But okay. this time I did something different. So where I took a hiking trail to the top of the fall with a group of people that I had not met before. And we had a fabulous time because it was 69 degrees, but there was snow on the ground. And it was the best of both worlds. And as we were walking along the trail, there were some spots where the snow was, we would walk and then fall like up to our knees in the snow. It was just fun. There was fun had by all, and the trek up there was fun. And when we got to the top, we actually—it was kind of interesting because we walked back down. Most times, you partake in an event where you're going to a destination. It's more about getting to the destination than it's about the trip. Yes. And what I noticed that I was paying attention to was, for one, I was having a ton of fun on the way up. But then also, when we got to the top, we kind of took a group picture, looked around for a while, had some more fun, and kind of just turned around and go back. And there wasn't this big need for everybody to need to stay up there and say, wait, we just got here, we can't leave already. There was so much fun had by all on the way up that we already felt like we had satisfied what it was we went out to accomplish. And it was just yes. fantastic to have that um, experience and to see that other people who I was with had that experience as well. Brian, you've just had the experience of a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You spent thousands of dollars to get to the event. It's a grand, grand celebration. But the wedding itself, you go in, and I mean, and that's the part where all the, the drama is going on. People are pushing themselves into clothes that they don't customarily wear. The bride is, you know, presenting her purity and her wealth and her dress. The groomsmen all have, and the groom all have on their tuxedos. And, you know, I mean, that particular part, receptions are expensive, but what a lot of people don't realize is just getting to the reception costs as much money as the reception, and there's so much less to, it looks like to spend money on. You would never guess that. But it's done, like, bam, you're to the pictures. You get to the picture phase, and then, of course, you get to celebrate. And I imagine you guys had an equally good trip down. Yes. There you go. <laughs> you're right. I guess you're right. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> It was um, that was the first experience in my life where I realized that sometimes reaching a goal in life is 
is just that, and and there's almost an anticlimactic feeling at the end. It's not that you're not happy to be married, because I certainly was, and with my daughters, I was certainly pleased at the at, that my oldest daughter was. But it was that when it was done, it was just done so flat. It's kind of the same way with having babies. I, I, in my mind, that's what ladies out there. You can call in if you want six four six five nine five three five eight four, but. Um, you know, having the baby is is kind of anticlimactic because the uh, and we also have this chat box things open. Although I'm not quite sure I'm going to, able to manage that and this, but um, I'm not as high tech as Brian, so I'm going to let him kind of look at the chat box if somebody wants to join in. But I understand if you don't. I mean, that's fine too if you just want to listen. But uh, having a baby, postpartum depression may well be the fact that you spend, you share your body with another being for nine months and, and you develop a connection to this being. But it's a connection that's included within you. It's patting it on the tummy. And people react to you differently uh, than uh, when you're pregnant than when you're not. And for some people, there are dramatic differences. And so having a baby is a positive thing. And at the end, but then you have the baby, and it's all over, and you have a hanging, sagging stomach. I mean, it, it really, it changes. It's very anticlimactic. And, and I did, if you'll recall, I said that I don't think that I'm a depressed kind of person. I don't think I can let myself go there. But I can recall about three or four days of just crying and sobbing and not understanding why. And and then my doctor said, oh, your hormones are shifting. And I said, okay. Um, and But there are so many things in life that when we reach the goal and then there's there's the letdown after reaching the goal. And I can tell you over and over, my trial work, I do a trial all the way through. I, get, I win. And then, bam, huh, you think you'd be elated, you know, but it's like, oh, okay, now on to the next one. Mm-hmm. You just kind of fill in the void and keep moving forward. So, right. um, you know, it's just interesting in life that we, um, you know, we have goals and attaining them just drives you on to the next one. So when are you going to Mount Everest for your hiking? Oh, well, that one I was planning next year. Ha, <laughs> 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 One time a friend of mine and I were going to walk, uh, we lived in Fresno and we were going to walk, um, up, well, actually, we were going to walk up this mountain by her house. And, and literally, we prepared for three months for this trek up this little mountain. Well, we got there, and it, they were having some sort of cattle wrangling thing on it. And there were trucks driving around, and there were big signs that said, no trespassers. And so we didn't get to go there. So we went to um, the Kings County, I think it's, it's a big redwood forest, and we decided we are going to walk. We went about five feet. My friend had to go to the bathroom, lost her breath, <laughs> wanted to stop. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, it's a good thing we weren't on that one. <laughs> but we, we persisted. We have to do this. <laughs> Just a little bit months since you've been planning it, you might as well. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit further. You know? And we did. We went further. We carried a bottle of champagne. We forgot to uncork it up at the top. And so then when we came back down, we uncorked it. And I don't know if we ever got to the top. We got pretty high on it, finally, when we stopped allowing our fears to stop us. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But it was funny. So good for you and good for your friends. Were these people you knew or, or people you met there? Uh, well, people I met basically there. It was a meetup group that I joined um, where they go on different hikes. And so yes. I met them there. And, and uh, right. now I'm part of the group, and so we'll be doing more events like this. Good for you. That's wonderful. Wonderful. You might tell our listeners how it is that you came to know about such a group. Well, there's a, a website out there called meetup.com. That's spelled M-E-E-T-U-P.com. And you go on there, and there's all across the country just people who set up a, a website through meetup.com offering different activities that they like to participate in. So you can go on here, and you can find groups of any sort. You can find groups of scrapbookers. You can find groups of uh, photo takers. You can find groups of hikers. You can find groups of anything you can think of. 
and you just join, and they're local because it's all around the country. And in fact, I think they're expanding into other countries. And it's just people putting on events for people. It's not directed by any one person. And so you can go on there yourself and start up a group and have people come and come to your house if you want to put on events and, and whatever you want. And it's a wonderful way to meet people who are interested in the same things that you're interested in. And it's, it's a fantastic thing. I'm noticing a lot of people who are joining this group um, saying, well, I just moved to the area and I want to meet people. So if you're moving to a, a brand new area, um, you can jo join Meetup and meet people in your local area right away who have the same interests that you do. So it's a fantastic way of just meeting people and becoming familiar and comfortable with the area that you're in. That's great. That's that's wonderful. Uh, say the uh, call name again for our listeners, if you would. I think it was Meetup. Yeah, Meetup.com. Good, good. So for those of you out there who are, are looking for um, for people to do things with of a common interest, that's a wonderful thing. And and don't let yourself be stopped by thinking that you're not enough and that they really are not interested in being with you because I can tell you right now that I am sensing you're exactly the person they want to be with. And, and they want to know more about you. And you're valuable and... You have special characteristics that you don't see in yourself that other people want to know and understand. They want, want to be and spend some time, be with you and spend some time with you. So, Mara makes it a wonderful point there. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, you make a wonderful point there that you just, we talked earlier before the show, and you gave me a wonderful message and you just reaffirmed it once again. Because while I was out there walking and meeting these people, somebody asked me what it was I do. And I, of course, told them about my T-shirts that I do, but then I also mentioned that I'm a motivational self-help speaker. And he wasn't too familiar with the industry, so I kind of gave threw out some names that might be familiar to him, and one of the names stuck. So I said, well, I do similar to what he does. And... We then started talking about some ideas and concepts. And at first, I didn't really want to talk about it too much because it's like I don't want to impose on people and I don't know what they understand. And after we started talking, we ended up having a fantastic conversation. And he's interested in hearing my radio show and learning more about what it is I talk about. And it's kind of like what you were just saying is that we can hold ourselves back from meeting new people because of our own concepts of what people are wanting to hear and what people like, and we think that we're not what it is, and really we are what it is. And so that's a wonderful affirmation that you've shared once again to not hold yourself back because of what you think people are expecting out of you or what they might be looking for. Yes, yes, you're valuable, all of you. And I love these experiences that you share. I'm going to go to meetingup.com and look out, look for myself and see if there's something there they have for old people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, better go, you better go and get old first before you look into that group. <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> I think you're so funny. <laughs> But I am meeting, uh, letting uh, meetingup.com. I'm going there. I really am. That's wonderful, and I'm glad that you had this experience. It's um, so many times, my friends. Um, we don't know. We it's hard to believe how valuable we are when we isolate ourselves and we're only alone. If you just go to work, remember what it, what is it that we call our work? Can I hear it out there? Is anyone saying our Job? <laughs> the book in the Bible, <laughs> full of the greatest travail and pain and suffering because someone else is imposing their will on you? Do you think there's any accident in going to our Jobs, my friends? <laughs> no, no. And when you go there, you're playing a role, a very defined role. And ideally, you are taking love to work with you, as we've talked about and you are uh, enjoying uh, knowing that you are not alone, but you and I both know that you are not always appreciated because it's not the nature of the workplace. The only person who's always appreciated is the boss. 
That's the nature of the workplace. It just is. And so you need to find other outlets. And as you, I, I would dare to suggest to you, as you go to, to other, and you know what, this is such a complete turn in this meeting, because I, uh, in this presentation today, from what I thought uh, my guys were leading us to, Brian, because it's a message to me too. As you sit there alone, you're going to find yourself becoming immersed in the ideas that are your ideas that lack challenge. And my friends, one of the ideas that so many of us have is that we are not enough. For years, I lived with the idea that all of you were enough and that God loved all of you, but I somehow excerpted myself from that part, which is amazing for a heightened sixth sensor. I've always been a heightened sixth sensor. And, and yet, I thought, you were all enough, but me, I was not enough. Because my bag of feathers on the back of my back for things that had happened in the past were so heavy, full of all the imperfections. Do you know, even sitting here today, if I dared to allow them to come to life, I could tell you the first thing I did that I stored away in my mind at age four that made me less than other people. Come on, I know there's some more of you out there doing exactly the same thing. You've got to let that stuff go. Had you not done that, you would not be the wonderful person that you are right now. And that wonderful person needs to get outside that house, open up the door and go for a walk. Well, it's raining here, so I can't do that today. I'm going to go to meetingup.com. Do something, my friends. Make a commitment and then do it. The next time you're invited to a party, don't just go and give them a little gift and leave. Stay. People want to know you. You're valuable. And as you become more comfortable in yourself, and as you begin to realize that people like to be around you, then you will become more comfortable in work. And I have a feeling it won't be the boss who's having all of the good days because you'll be defining the days in your mind. It's like Brian told us last week. So huge what Brian told us last week. I have told clients that. I've actually told my boss that. People look at me and kind of roll their eyes, but hey, I said, you know, we've got to stop using that word, depression. Because we're giving ourselves permission and we're defining what's happening. And look at us. We still have our jobs. Nothing has changed in my life, friends. Give a hoorah out there for all of you who nothing has changed in your life. I'm knocking you. I'm bumping you. I guess it is with a hand. Nothing has changed in your life yet. What are we allowing our minds to go? Brian is so right. Where will we allowing our minds to go? So let us, when we wake up in the morning, thank God for money he brings us from unexpected places. Thank God for providing us bottomless wallets. And then allow it to happen because believe you're enough. There's enough out there, folks. There is enough out there. It is not evenly distributed because people are afraid there is not. What? Enough. There is. And let's start with believing you're enough. That's our topic today, relax and being enough. Brian, I'm going to let you talk for a minute here. Well, you shared uh, wonderful words of encouragement there for the listeners. And I agree with you 100%. There is most definitely enough. And I realize that the reason we need to start believing that we are enough is because it's got to start at home. It's got to start with the man or the woman in the mirror. And from there, it radiates out and exudes out from you and becomes a beacon like a lighthouse unto the turmoil at sea all around you. And you're showing people the way home to safety from the chaos of the seas that they find themselves in. 
And so when we start to stabilize ourselves, become comfortable with inside of ourselves, realizing that we are enough, we become the stable, the stable rock for others. And we affect others through that. And then it becomes a common experience, a common knowledge to everyone. And then from there, it actually becomes actualized. And so what I'm saying is you start with the belief that you are enough. And then as you are really believing that with inside yourself, the effects of that belief will manifest themselves in your life. And things will start popping into your life. We can call synchronicity. Where synchronistic events start popping in. And you, you can be amazed at first and go, wow, how did that happen? That was so perfect. Wow, how did that happen? That was so perfect. And it just continues on and on. And at times you can, at the beginning, you can find yourself saying, oh, that's just a coincidence or that's not even what I was, uh, good for me. It looks cool, but it's not what I was wanting. Or we can somehow try to take ourselves out of the moment that was created just for us. So if we, at times, slow down and say, no, I deserve this, and this is perfect, actually, and I'm so grateful that it's finding its way into my life, that when we start to not try to bury the bone that we've uncovered, if you will, and rather accept it and move on from there and take that next step in our journey, then more and more synchronistic events will take place and your life will start to be filled in perfectly. Because I know, at least for me, I have been taught and have been living my life to where I'm supposed to make things happen. And I'm, and I'm responsible, responsible for it all. And if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm not going to be getting what I'm supposed to be getting depending on what I'm doing. And it's this whole race to where it just falls inside of itself, to where you, however much work you put out is how much reward you're supposed to get from it. And if you get lucky enough to involve yourself in some work or some area of, of career that is more beneficial to people or what people like, then you might get twice as much reward for the work that you do. But in truth, you're worth more than you can imagine, not only in money, but in experiences in life. And when you start to realize that and then believe it, yes. then it starts to come into your life without effort. It's not something you have to work to towards. It's your birthright. It's already yes. been given to you. <laughs> We're just not accepting it. We're actually pushing it away, saying, oh, that's fine and dandy. It's like we are all kings or we're all princes and princesses. And we've been born into the royal family. And when I, when I say it this way, I'm not saying that we're better than everyone else. But rather, life is perfect. We're born into a life that is perfect. But we decide at an early age, I want to do it myself. I don't want to, all these wonderful things to be handed to me. I'm going to go down with the peasants, if you will, and I'm going to make it happen for me, and I'm going to make my life the way I want it to be rather than being had all this perfect perfection that I was born into. And when we can stop and say, wow, I'm making this harder on myself than it has to be. I'm already perfect. I'm already enough as I am. And all i got to do is accept what's already been given to me, and then life will be fun. Life will be a a fun, fantastic ride. When we start to take on that knowing and believing it, then things start to manifest themselves into our lives of their own, not by anything that we do, but just realizing the truth of who we are. And then from there, it can move on and on. And we actually stop trying as much and accomplishing more. And that's the truth of what we are. I think that... For some of you out there who may be in dire situations or who may not have as much as others, you may desire to have more 
monetary wealth. And for you, I suggest that you try an affirmation on a daily basis of, thank you, God, for bringing into my life money from unexpected places. But then, my friends, don't discount anything. If you're walking down the street and there's a penny laying in the grass and you reach down to pick it up, thank you, God, for bringing money to me from unexpected places. Don't embrace all money that comes to you because some of the money comes with catches. By way of example, you may get a check for $5 from a credit card company, but it causes you, if you cash it, it causes you to have a monthly debt. That's not what you're looking for. You're looking for a debt-free life. The only debt you owe would be to yourself and to your family. And so, but if you start your day thanking God for the blessings, thank you, God, for bringing money to me from unexpected places. Part of what we need to do, my friends, is also a conscious effort of recognizing that there is enough and then sharing. And so if we don't have pittances anymore, we don't have a half of a cent, but if we had a half of a cent, if you find a cent in the grass, then you give a half a cent to the guy who's standing up the way with the cup out. You share. so that, And you start softening your eyes and, and opening your heart to the realization of the Kabbalah story that I'm going to share with you. If you can imagine, at one time, God was everything, and all there was was God. Now, that sounds okay, because we have the gradations of things that people want in their lives. And so, with God being everything, uh, he had everything. There was nothing. And there was also just nothing. There was no experience. There was no experience of having nothing. And part of life, and all of life, is about the experiences that we chose on the other side we wanted to have. And those of you who have been listening to my program for a long time know the example of that that Neil Donald Walsh gives that's perfect is the example of the little soul who wanted to forgive. And in order to forgive, the little soul had to have someone do something that was a transgression. Then the little soul could forgive it. So how did we get to this place? Well, God looked around and realized that he wanted to experience. He wanted to have the experience of experiencing himself or herself. I don't care what pronoun you use. He wanted the experience of experiencing himself, experiencing. And so like a giant vase, he broke himself into millions of little pieces. Now that's a momentous revelation to all of us right there. Millions of little pieces of a beautiful multicolored vase. And to make it interesting, he caused the pieces to forget that they were one vase. And so the experiences they live are the experiences they chose to live on their journey to remembering and rejoining and reconnecting with him or her, the vase, bringing the vase back together. And so everyone and everything is part of God. And we talk about that in terms of our being the children of God, but we, we sense, at least some of my friends have said, that there's a sense, I can't speak for you. I, them, I have always felt close to God. And there have been times when I verbalize that, that I've caused other people to look at me askance. One time I said, I have an intimate relationship with God, and I thought I was going to get expelled from church. When I said that, well, there really is no such thing as a devil, look at the word it says, D apostrophe, if you put apostrophe in there, E-V-I-L, it's of evil. 
And we all do things that are less than, and we send that energy around. But the core of the of religion's foundation is causing you to believe that there is something perfect that you have to do to be who you are, a child of God, a part of God. There's nothing perfect you have to do. You just be who you are because you've come here to give God the experience of all of your choices and to give God the joy of seeing your choice, of remembering God and that you are loved and that nothing you did ever kept you from being who you are a broken piece of a vase that put together is God. There's no ego in that, my friends. That's salvation. That was fantastic, Maura. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And I just want to add this one piece in that just comes to mind, that a wonderful way that Neil Donald Walsh put that was that we are gods in formation. We're in yes. form. We're gods in <laughs> formation. It's wonderful. For, yes. For we are gods in formation. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. And right now, right now, folks, um, this program today has taken such a beautiful direction that I am just, sparkling with the energy of God. My my hands are alive and feel like electric currents are coming out of them. My arms are alive. My heart feels like I'm sending love out to all of you. And there are some of you out there that are having tough times. And ask yourself this. What would I really, really like to do? And before you ask that question, put out your dominant hand, right or left, and grab the hand of God. And allow yourself to feel what you really, really wanted to do. What experiences you and God said you would share with him. And I have a feeling that the experience that you that you would share with God would be the feeling of being desolated, alone, without a job, with responsibilities, and then the realization that you are not alone, that you are one with God, and that there are answers in your choices, and that you can lift yourself up, step out, and do something, anything. You know what? Working at a McDonald's, working two or three jobs, probably is not what you want. But I will tell you this. As a labor lawyer, I know that people get jobs who have jobs. People get seen who put themselves in the public and don't stay boxed into their room in remorse. And that I also know everybody doesn't want the same things in life. There are thousands of people out there who would be happy with food for the day. There are thousands of people out there in our country who would be happy with a new Kia. And there are people who want to have a new Mercedes. Those are those souls' life choices. Those are the deals that they've made, what they're willing to do. But it doesn't make everybody's the same. You know, if you look at 1984, not as a scary book about rats and mind control, but instead of a book about the fact that there, everybody has differences in what they expect and want, but not one of us, not one, is more important in the eyes of God than the other. 
and that the real thing that we can do is accept where we are right now and then invite God in to help us be where we want to be next. And my friends, I'm telling you that if you're working in a McDonald's and you want to be the head of a company, put it in God's hand, it'll happen. I believe that, I know that, as a fact. What we say is going to happen will come to us. We manifest it. And I say that with certainty today. We manifest. Don't let your mind get caught up in, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What if I lose my job? Don't let your mind get consumed with those thoughts, my friends. We're going to knuckle bump again because you have a job. And if you don't have a job, you're going to have a job. I promise you that. I'm getting you that message from God right now. A job is waiting for you. Look for it. Put your hand in the hand of the man that still the waters. And believe. And then manifest. And don't think yourself less than, don't think yourself more than. Think yourself equal with everyone out there and look them straight in the eye. Be enough because you are enough. You are my brothers and sisters. We are enough. We are enough. If you wouldn't mind, Mara. Please. I'd like to go ahead and lead us in a meditation now. Thank you very much. Uh, Let me pick... Shall we try? No, in fact, that's a great idea because that's what I think we should do too. Um, you know, I'm going to play your shade, Dorhe's next step. It's a little more, it, it, it is meditation music, but it's it's got a real beat and a rhythm to it like life. Hmm. It's full of hope in belief in the wonder of each of us uniquely us uniquely created divinely inspired beings hmm. so your say Dorhe's next step right now I'd like all of us to spend some time with God spending some time Connecting and being in communion with God so that we can have a conversation with Him, with her, whatever pronoun you choose, whatever idea you have for God. And in this communication, we're going to, if we do not already know, find out, become familiar with our true heart's desires. And if we already do know, we'll be helped to be solidified in that knowledge and we'll be basking in the glow and re-energizing ourselves to move in that direction because I know for me at times I have doubted if I was doing the right thing and I have wanted some sort of confirmation that I am on the right path and that's what we're going to spend a few minutes doing right now getting that confirmation being re-energized to continue to move forward in the direction that our heart truly desires. So I now ask you to get comfortable in whatever position is most comfortable for you, taking care that you are relaxed as you close your eyes. 
and begin to breathe into the nose and out through the nose. Or if you prefer, please feel free to breathe into the nose and out through the mouth. Spending some time with your breath now. Noticing, paying attention to your breath, how it feels as the breath enters your lungs, and how it feels as you exhale and send the breath out. And as you do this, it might enter your mind, it might come into your awareness that the breath you are breathing in now was shared by someone else. And now as you send the breath out, you're sharing it with others. And the atoms in the breath, in the air, in the breath that you are receiving now was, in, was a part of someone else before. And now you're sending it out to be a part of someone else. It's like we are all a chain link fence linked together. And although you might be on this side of the, of the fence and there's someone else all the way, 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 way across on the other side of the fence, that other person is still linked to you because of this breath. And in this awareness, you might begin to remember your oneness with all things. And in the awareness of your oneness with all things, you might begin to realize that you are one with everything. So therefore you are one with all that is. And all that is can be called love or God. And as they continue to breathe into the nose and out of the nose, I want you to sit with the idea that you are now one with God. And being one with God, your thoughts are His thoughts. And His thoughts are your thoughts. And there is no separation between the two. As you sit with this realization, I ask that you now go deep with inside yourself, deep with inside God, and quietly in your own mind, ask yourself, what your purpose is, what you have come here for to accomplish or to experience. And then open yourself up to listen and receive. Try not to think to yourself what the answer will be, but rather Leave yourself open. Remain quiet so that you can listen and hear and know for sure without a doubt. Answer. now received your answer, then you're feeling a wonderful confirmation through your vibration all throughout your body, coming to you in a way that you know without a shadow of a doubt 
that it's true. And if you're not having a knowing within you, in whatever way that knowing would come to you, because it can be different for all of us, then I ask you to take a deep breath in and send the deep breath out, relaxing with it, becoming content in this moment, becoming relaxed, not worrying about how the answer is going to come or how the answer should come. And just being relaxed and satisfied in this moment to just be in this place. And then ask once again what it is that your purpose is or what it is that your next step should be in your purpose or to help you discover your purpose. And again, after silently asking yourself that, sit and be with that, waiting for the confirmation on what to do next. Sitting silently now as you sit with this communion that you've been having with God, with your true inner being, and as you continue to breathe deeply into the nose and out of the nose, just want you to be aware of how your body feels internally right now. Do you feel more energized than you began before you closed your eyes and started paying attention to your breath and to your inner being? But at the same time, being energized, do you also feel more relaxed and at peace? Do you feel confident at the same time? As you sit breathing into the nose and out of the nose, scanning your body for these feelings, for these sensations, recognizing them, maybe for the first time, or being reminded of them and becoming more familiar with them. I ask you now to give a silent thank you for whatever you received from this time that you have taken to be with yourself, to be with God. Giving this whole experience an air of gratitude, of thankfulness, And now I ask that you return your attention to your breath, breathing into the nose and out of the nose, very deeply, but yet relax at the same time, not overexerting yourself yet giving your full attention to the task at hand. And now, as you give your attention to your breath, that might enter your awareness once again, 
that the air that you're breathing in right now was once breathed in by a brother or yours in the human race. And as you send it out, you're sharing it with another. Remembering that you're linked to all others at all times. And everyone, in every moment, is your brother and your sister. And as you carry this knowledge with you, and as you go throughout your day, if you just give your attention to your breath, remembering this time that we've shared, and connecting with our truth, connecting with who we truly are, one with God, we can remember that so too is our brother and sister as we pass them by each day. And just in knowing that, it acts like a beacon, like a lighthouse out to them. Even if they don't acknowledge it consciously, they unconsciously know it. And the more they see it, the more common it is around them, they too will once again recognize the light that they are. So just by doing this for yourself, you do it for all others. Just like by continuing to breathe life. And since breathing is natural to you, you don't have to think about it. It can remind you that you too are life. So as you share this truth with all others, it becomes more common amongst all others. And then we return back to our natural state, life. Sharing life with life. I can encourage you as you're breathing in that it sometimes helps to elongate the breath, to act as though you're breathing through your feet. And as you're pulling the breath up across the front of your calves and your thighs, now line up your chakras by identifying the zone that each chakra represents. And these are not precise words, but they're the words that came to me And with each one, I take a little bit more breath. And so I take like that. Just So as you're going forward and you're pulling it up because you want to try to have a long breath so that you can feel this union with God and remembering that God is holding your hands all around. Pull your breath in. And now as you come to your base chakra, take a little breath in fearless. Creative, healing, loving, forgiving at the throat chakra, coming up, manifesting, and now open your cap of your head and your crown chakra and allow your breath to be transfused with divine inspiration, with the energy of our Creator great I am and then blow out that breath and as you're blowing it out I want you to say the name of God 
there's such magnificence in the realization. There's such challenge. There's such obligation, obligation in the realization that the name that God gave us in the Bible, the same Bible that is used by so many, the same words anyway, whether in the Bible or not, is tell them the great I am. And you. The great I am sent me and sent you, my friends. And when God said, I am that, So it's you're allowing yourself to be surrounded by the energy of your purpose. Open your heart. Feel your heart opening to the idea that part of your purpose is to be a revolutionary of love. To inspire others to put down their weapons to look kindly on each other. Thinking first not how that person is undeserving, but rather, I am saddened by the life experiences that has caused that person to be at the place they are now. And then invite God, love, to inspire you to see something in that person that they don't see themselves that will remind them that they are enough. So let's reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God. Whatever name you use, Allah, Jesus, Yahweh, the eternal now, the great spirit, hold the hand of the light at the end of your spiritual journey, the being or entity or energy that you want to rejoin, and now reach out to your hand and link it with the hand of your neighbors, God. Surrounded by people who believe in God, feel the energy of knowing and feel the circle opening as hand by hand around the world, people come to recognize they are enough. And when you believe you're enough, and you know there is enough, then you share. And you share. And you share. And there's always enough. It's like the healing dirt at Chimayo Church outside Santa Fe. There's always new dirt every morning, and no one fills it up but God. There's always healing earth. There's always enough if you allow God to deliver it to you rather than trying to deliver it. Let's hold hands today as we go out from this program. And please, may you all remember that you are uniquely created, divinely inspired, and enough, just as you are. Peace be with you. Thank you all for being here today. Now carry this light with you and be a beacon unto others to remind them of the truth of who they are. Namaste. Namaste. You are enough, my friend. Ask yourself each day what would love do now.
what would love do now?